Welcome to the Watching World Podcast, a podcast of abundant life whose mission is to see lives changed by Jesus and whose vision is to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. I'm your host, Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today. Special guest right here in the podcast studio here at Abundant Life. Been wanting to get this guy in a conversation for a long time. Um, I know you recognize him if you've been to church, if you've watched online, if you've seen him around the halls at Abundant Life, you know who this guy is. His name is Sean Struckmeyer. He's the executive pastor of Creative Arts here at Abundant Life. Sean, my brother, it's great to have you in here. Finally, man. It's good to be here, man. In the studio of all places. Yeah. It's, it's a good it, place for us. I think we, the, the, the cavern or back in the catacombs here, we have our little podcast suite, That's our right. humble, humble area, but it works. It's behind the veil, man. It is. It's behind the room that's behind the veil. That's right. <laughs> you got to kind of take a bunch of left turns and go down a few hallways, but it works. It's great quiet time. And it's great for me to peel your onion, so to speak, well, and, and dig back. It, man. Yeah, let's yeah, do it, great. Absolutely. So executive pastor of creative arts, Sean, what does that entail? Well, the actual title is executive pastor of worship. Worship. Okay. So, um, I did website this morning, so we obviously oh, probably need to change that. Probably fix that. Let's go and fix yeah, that. Yeah. So it's a job that um, entails a lot of things. So with us expanding campuses, moving um, some pieces on the weekends, this job really kind of oversees all of the development of our worship uh, pastors, our worship leaders. Um, I oversee all of the worship and production elements of campuses as we expand, you know, as we're going to Independence, as we go to, you know, down in the Crossroads District. So my role is really to be a pastor of our worship pastors and leaders. And um, we oversee the production on the weekends. So what you come and see on the weekends in the in the services, what you see online, um, those sorts of things are all of the elements that I'm overseeing. It's, it's, um, it's a lot, man, but I love it. It's yeah. fun. It's, I was going to say, it's, it's not just, and we're going to get to this here in a little bit, but it's not just show up on Sunday, maybe at 536 o'clock in the morning, and let's go ahead and knock this thing out for all the campuses and all the future campuses or a little bit of planning. There's a lot more going on in there. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And, and um, what I find amazing through it all, I'm sure we'll get to this, but is the way God moves in the midst of planning. You know, Amen, I think yeah. it's really, really cool to see what he does on the weekends with something that you've been praying about for a couple of weeks or even a month, depending on where we're at in planning stage. But we, uh, so I lead a staff of about seven guys. We meet regularly just to, to debrief about the weekends, to, to pray together, to, you know, go through some things that will really challenge us in our understanding of worship and leadership. And uh, we, we care for about probably close, close to 200 volunteers that serve within our ministry wow. across all our campuses. Um, so we lead all of them. So yeah, it's a, it's a role that definitely stretches your leadership capacity. And uh, I'm learning a lot in the midst. I, I don't always get it right, but I sure enjoy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I want to say this. I'm going I'm to toot your horn a little bit from this side of the table, from this perspective. Okay. And I, I've shared this with you, but I think it's been a long time. But there is, you're obviously very talented. You're a talented musician. You're a talented singer, worshiper. God has really provided you and blessed you with some amazing talent that you use for his glory. It's Thanks, very, man, very evident, that. you know, and I, I once, uh, being a, a former professional athlete in baseball, I once had a conversation with the grounds crew because during the game, when the starters play, they're on the field. When you're like me in a backup, yeah. you have, you have a conversation with the grounds crew guys. 
So, but the head groundskeeper said this. He said, you know, when you come to the field, my job is for you to play on a, you know, well manicured and a beautiful place. And so if the field can kind of come into the background where you, it's like home yeah. to you, then we've done our job. And so for me, when, when I come and, and they're, they're different worship teams and we have so many talented, yeah, blessed, amazing, gifted people that do it. And, and watching you up there, use your talent to glorify God. When I get there, oh, Sean's leading today. And I get to hear your voice and get to hear the songs and, and just the strength and the gift. But you really know, and I want to give you this compliment, you can really tell that you are really worshiping the Lord. You're not just leading the worship teams. Um, you're, you're, you're taking us to a place of worship. And that is a gift too in and of itself. So I want to thank you for that and give you the highest compliment because, dude, I, I'll be the, the dude guy right now. It is wonderful to see you up there doing your thing and helping us take our hearts to the Lord. You're like that bridge that gets us where we need to be in, in full, pure worship for well, God. I appreciate that, that Les. I, you know, I ask my kids this all of the time because I think the tendency can be that when you're in front of a bunch of people that you're something that you're not. Performing. Yeah, and it's a fine line between performance and leading. Right. Um, so I ask my kids this all the time, Annie, am I the same person to you on that stage as I am off the stage? So it's something that I'm really sensitive to. So what you just said means a lot to me because it's something that I've, I've, I've really kind of laid before the Lord and said, this is who I want to be, mm -hmm. and this is how I want it to translate. So Lord, help me, help me walk that line really, really well. So that that means a lot. I appreciate you saying that, Les. Yeah, and it's running in your family a little bit, too, because being a part yeah. of Fusion, <laughs> well, daughter's knocking it out of the park all the well, time. It's I mean, funny. And, I didn't and on think, Sundays, too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know, like, four or five years ago, if any of my kids were ever going to, you know, sing or do any of them. They weren't interested in it all that much. <clears throat> they loved music. Um, but, yeah, my daughter, Taylor's uh, leading on the weekends with yeah. us, and Emma's just stepped into uh, leading at Fusion. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to watch your kids uh, exercise God-given gifts, you know, in yeah. a in a context that it can be really, really used. And I'm, well, I'm always the detail guy too, and and you notice, wow, she's talented, Taylor. She's talented, Emma. She's talented. But the same compliment is you. They're not up there performing, man. They're worshiping and they are gifted. And I love you. How many times have I said, man, there's a soul that when you did that song, what, yeah. a, what an amazing <laughs> tone and soul. And I love that. I love that, that, that Christmas of voice and all that, but you can see they're doing the same thing. So to you and probably mostly your bride, mostly my bride, <laughs> well done and all God, <laughs> well, thanks. well done. It's really Praise cool God. to see that. Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and, and tap in peel that first layer of the onion. Tell me about Sean Struckmeyer growing up. Was music in your family? Tell us your faith story. I just want to let you run with this thing for a little yeah. bit and, and just tell us all about you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a long story that has the the hand of God on it in a way that um I'm just really thankful for. You know, I so I grew up playing sports. That was my thing. That's I was a baseball man, guy. Man. I loved baseball. Yeah. You know, I was a, a pitcher. I played center field. That's my dad was Dude, my coach. Why am I just finding this out? Oh, right you didn't now? know this? No. I was a pitcher and a center fielder growing up. Yeah, man. I, I went to Azusa Pacific yeah. on a potential scholarship. Come on, so, man. We obviously have not had enough conversations. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. So I went down there, though, to, to to go play baseball, and I ended up not liking the coach. I had been so tired of 
coaches that were just unreasonable that I felt like, one, I wasn't you. I wasn't going to make the pros. I, <laughs> I knew, you know, but I, I had a desire to sing too. Okay. So I did I, not. Yeah. So you went, you went that road and I went a little bit of a different one. I, so I grew up, my dad was a pastor. My mom and dad pastored a church in, in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I grew up uh, around music. My family sang. In fact, my, my whole family, we would go <clears throat> to some churches and sing. So you've been around it basically your whole life. Yeah. I mean, from the time I can remember, uh, we, we were singing. I was singing. I loved singing from an early age. Uh, in fact, I think, you know, if you talk to my mom, she would tell you that uh, that's all I did was a was sing around the house, you know, and she had to tell me to be quiet all the time. So, but I uh, honestly went through a really, really rough time um, in high school. My dad ended up, uh, we had moved to California by this point. Mm -hmm. My dad uh, was a pastor at a, a church in a, a supportive pastor role, not a senior pastor role, ended up in a, a moral failure. Mm. And uh, I remember in these, you know, have these moments in your life that you just, You'll never forget. I remember packing up his office with him oh. and him driving away and, you know, not seeing him much at all for the next four or five years. Um, and I'll share about it a little bit later, but it, um, it left a void that I really wasn't aware of as much as I am now today. So that put a really bad taste in my mouth for ministry. I did not want to be... Yeah understandable. Right. In, in church, it really wasn't a desire of mine to be in church. So, you know, I kept, I kept playing ball. I kept singing, went away to Azusa Pacific University down in Southern California and through stepping off the baseball team, a lot of my friends were in the arts and in music. So I, uh, I kind of jumped into that crowd and sang. Um, let me just say that that being an athlete, that's not being able to balance both of those friendship circles and both of those talents. Right. That's that's like opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum. No, it totally. That's is. like a book with the author ending in A, and you're looking down in the T U V W X Y Zs down there. It's totally. You're totally accurate. I and, and it, what it did though too is I felt a little bit like a black sheep or didn't fit into either camp yeah, for drifting. a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so funny you say. Like I never really thought of it that way, but it's so true. I, um, so from there, I, I went and, um, I left school about three and a half years in, I, I didn't want to have a lot of debt in, in my life. So I left and went back to San Jose and finished my degree, uh, at a, at a school there in uh, Bible theology, uh, was my major and then management and ethics was my a minor, which is so funny being in the role that I'm in now, how uncanny it is to have both of those degrees. It actually comes in handy all of the time. Isn't it interesting that God Crazy. knows what he's doing Absolutely all does. the time? And it, it is so, uh, I'm so thankful that I have that. Sure. I ended up, so from there, I ended up uh, joining a, a gospel uh, group and I, I traveled with them for probably five or six years. We were singing 162 times a year. Wow. Traveling. And by the way, that's the same as a major league regular season schedule. Oh, that's right, 162 yeah. games. 162 games. See, hey, look at all of the. I know <laughs> all the parallels that are coming from this. <laughs> it's so funny. I did that so for five, six years. Uh, we traveled a lot all over the country. Um, I worked in a studio during the week doing radio jingles. All the while, not wanting to be 
really in ministry. And I, you know, I, this was a gospel group and, um, I loved being able to sing. I loved, um, being able to travel, but it wasn't until later that I think God really got a hold of my heart in ministering. Mm. So long story short, I ended up back in San Jose again after leaving the group and, um, there was a position opened at our church that I grew up in uh, to be a manager of some office workers there. And, huh. and so an I, office manager. Yeah. In and church. I was doing a little bit of design. So I did design and office managing. So design, you're, you're still using that other side of your brain. Yeah, I mean, I loved, I've always loved design and, you know, marketing. In fact, I, my original uh, major was marketing is what right. I went to school for. So... Unbeknownst to me, my mentor, so this guy has been mentoring me. Well, he still mentors me today. So it's been 20, oh my gosh, 28 years that I've been mentored by this man, Mark Averill. He's a man, a life changer for me. He was my worship pastor and he resigned. He had never said anything to me. I had no clue. And I think he was just protecting me, you know? Sure. And so... I was a known quantity at the church. I'd been around the church for a long time, and they invited me to step in as an interim worship pastor. And I said yes, and by the end of that time, they hired me. So it was, it was interesting to me because it was during that time that God really was doing some massive work on my heart um, in character and integrity and um, just the depth of fellowship of, of Him. You know, I think up until that I like point— that fellowship. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it was, I think up to that point, it was, I was doing things I loved, but it wasn't that I loved what I was doing, you know? I, I did it because I knew how to do it, I think, decently. I get that, sure. And then in this moment, I remember a, a moment where God just broke me and um, revealed some things about myself that I needed to address and change. Now, during this time, through this, this whole season of life, were, were you missing baseball at all? Were you regretting any decisions? Do you feel like God had gone ahead and put that on the back burner? Honestly, I never really missed it. So it was the right decision? Looking back, I would say that it, it was. Yeah, I think in the, in the moment, you, you know, there was the question of what if, but I, like I said earlier, I wasn't going pro, man. I mean, if, if you're playing college baseball, though, look, I've, I've played with a lot of guys who signed for a lot of money. Yeah. And I thought, who did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. So uh, there are a lot of guys out there that are talented. So, you know, don't sell yourself short on it. If you were playing well, college I'm, ball. I'm regretting my decision. No, no, no. Trust me. For you and for many, many, many of us, we are glad that you obeyed God's calling. Well, it was, yeah. I, I, like I said, I never really did miss it. I felt like, you know, it was, you know, Looking back, because hindsight's really clear now, looking back, you, I can see the Lord really ordering my steps to where he was taking me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm really, really grateful for it. And there was a moment where God just really broke me. I mean, it was a powerful moment in my life where I was just broken really emotionally um, for a lot of things. And God began to reshape some things in my heart and to heal some things that had been broken a long, long time ago. And... Um, and he's still doing that today. But in that moment, it was a, a definitive moment that I knew my calling was to the church. Mm. You know, that I was, that was where I was being drawn. And being, so I started off in the church that I grew up in. I've been there, I don't know, 
18 years, something like that. And that's my, that was my first ministry that I was at. Um, and then the Lord moved us in 2000 uh, to Sacramento. And our whole family has our first move where you feel like, you know, you, you got the job because of your, your own, you know, you weren't known for something, you, you know, you weren't the kid who grew up in church and, Hey, we trust you. We're going to give you the job. It was you, you had let, led something and brought something of substance to the church and they recognized that and mm-hmm. brought us on staff. And then, uh, yeah, in 2014, we, we came here. So I, I got to ask you, for, forgive the interruption, stopping you there. I remember, I, I, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember our, our new worship pastor was coming into Abundant Life. He was from California. Mm-hmm. He had the, the different hair and all, <laughs> you know, all that. It, it, for me, look, maybe it's the rebellion in me. I don't know, but I'm all about different. I'm all about look different, be different. You do you. If you're following God, man, I'm like, yes, I love it. I, right. and, and half of it could be that I have no hair. So right, maybe well. I was just jealous of that you could even <laughs> make it different color, whatever. But um, it was fun to see that and then just hear your voice just explode up there in worship <laughs> of God. But bridge the gap for me because we went from San Jose to Sacramento, California, to Lee Summit, Missouri, yeah. An abundant life. What, what oh, was it's that? Crazy. So it's so funny. There were some things that Darcy and I, that Darcy's my wife. We've been married 25 years, 26 years. There were some things we laid on the table when we were, were looking. So we knew there are, there are moments in life where you know the Lord is just saying, it's time. Yeah. It's time for you to step out in faith and trust me that I'm going to do something and you have no clue. And this is a crazy story. So we knew this back in early 2013. You know, it, there was a stirring in both our hearts. It was probably the summer. We had started this conversation of me and my wife, of, hey, we know the Lord is doing something here. We need to make a decision. We cannot stay in this place because if we stay in this place, we're going to be ignoring what the Lord has laid on our hearts. And I don't want to be in that place where it's disobedience, I mean, right? it's total disobedience. Yeah. And so we started praying and talking and all, all of a sudden I wake up in the middle of the night, just doubled over in pain. I mean, I couldn't breathe. I was in so much pain. And and if you you know me at all, and you can ask my, I've got a pretty th- high threshold for pain, and I was doubled over in pain. So we called the nurse, you know, the advice line, and told them what was going on, and and they said, take some, you know, take some Tylenol or whatever Advil. And, and call us in the morning if it's still there. It's it's probably, you're probably just sick. You've probably just got a stomach ache and, you know, it'll go, it'll pass. So the next morning I feel, I feel okay, you know. And then in the afternoon, it comes roaring back. Oh, boy. Long story short, my appendix had ruptured. Oh. Uh, and they had told me to stay home. That's not great. Oh, my gosh. So I end up in the hospital with a ruptured Appendix. That's just and then infection all over the place. Oh, right. So and that's that that could be a, a life ender. Right. Yeah. So I'm talking to the doctor and he's giving me all the scenarios. You know, we may, you know, depending on how bad the infection is, we may need to open you up from the top of your chest to your belly. And I'm thinking, man, save my save my bikini line, would you? I mean, just <laughs> if you can go in there laparoscopically or whatever, you know, just the smallest. So I yeah. end up the surgery he told us was going to be an hour, hour and a half. It ended up being almost four hours long, wow. four and a half hours. He said he got in there and it was so 
there was so much gangrene in there that they oh. yeah, they had to it was so this started something in this conversation of us leaving. I never went back to work after that. So the Lord had and the Lord had allowed um, another church and I to have some conversation to go down and visit. And it was a church I was actually really excited about. And uh, this whole uh, appendix thing kind of put a, a hold on that. So we had to wait. But we had laid out some things. Lord, we don't want to be, um, you don't want to be east of the Mississippi River. Uh, we want to be in a place where there's mountains. We love mountains and, and close to an ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to be in the middle of the country. I mean, these were, these were really definitive things that we had said. Famous last words. Uh, and none of them got <laughs> met, man. I mean, none of them. So uh, I went away to this church in uh, Mississippi, again, that I was really excited about. Went down, interviewed, came back, and there was just something in my spirit that just said, this isn't isn't what the Lord has for you. Phil had, uh, I had seen the Abundant Life website. Mm -hmm. I had seen the job posting before I went to this church. And I thought to myself, wow, man, I... It's it's every place we didn't want to be. I don't know where Missouri is. I know it's it's in the middle of the country, right? It's not near mountains. Definitely not. So I kind of wrote it off. I looked at the website. It was kind of old school. It was it was a Baptist church. I wasn't really all that interested. I grew up non-denominational church. I'd never been in a denomination before. So the the guy I was working with um, was from a company that was helping me kind of get connected to some churches. He says. Listen, there's a church in Missouri that is perfect for you. Hmm. And I said to him, I said, is that Abundant Life? He said, yes. I said, I am not interested, man. (laughs) I'm just not interested. Oh, man. And so the night before I leave for Mississippi, he calls me and he says, listen, I know that this is the right church for you. Get a resume, put a video together and send it to me before you leave. I said, you know what? I'll stay up late and do this for you. But I... I don't have a lot of hope for this. So I stayed up until one o'clock that morning and put this all together and sent it to him. Went away to this church in Mississippi, came back. I sat with my wife that evening and said, I really don't think that this is where the Lord has for us. And what was really frustrating about that was um, we only had a few more weeks of pay. We had almost um, maybe a month of healthcare left. And I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs going, Lord, what are you doing? Because I have nothing on the horizon. We didn't leave our last church with something in place. We left our last church trusting that the Lord had something for us, and yet we we, we, we didn't know what it was yet. Mm. So that was Monday night. Some big faith. It was, or stupidity. At the time, I wasn't sure, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tuesday morning, Phil calls me, and we spent two hours on the phone. I walk in, so I was outside on the porch. I walk in. I look at my wife, and all she says is, we're moving to Missouri, aren't we? <laughs> and that's, I mean, honestly, um, it wasn't that I was kicking and screaming. It was that I just didn't believe it, you know, that it was where the Lord wanted us or that I could see us there. But, um, you know, here we are now. Uh, I just celebrated being here seven years, seven just years. on January 4th. And, it seems uh, like yesterday, but it also seems like you've been here longer than that. In a good I feel way. the same way. I, it's, it is. I feel the same way. We're just, we do a, uh, my family and I do a, we call it a move anniversary. We love Chewy's down in, in the plaza there. Mm-hmm. 
So every year we we go down to the plaza to just kind of reminisce and celebrate what, you know, the Lord's done. And that's, this year I said that exact thing. It's weird. It feels like it was just yesterday, but it's been seven years. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. I'm glad my wife followed me all over these, these places because it's, uh, it's definitely something that she's supported and been a champion of, and the Lord has used every time. So that's how we got here. It's, It's been, it's been amazing, quite frankly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, buddy, we're thankful that you're here. So many of us are thankful. Um, and it's not just the 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 talent that God's blessed you with, uh, just your example of worship, your leadership. Um, and now I got another reason to to love you. I didn't know you were such the baseball guy. <laughs> well, um, so did that make you a Padres fan? Did it make you? A, oh my gosh, the Padres fan! I, I don't was from I, San Jose, San Francisco. Okay, I'm a okay. Giants fan, man. I, I, that was what I was going to say next, but I realized I insulted you. I you didn't mean, did, I'm and sorry. you know what's crazy is the year we came here, the Royals right. and the Giants. Yeah. So here's the deal, though. I know you know I'm a baseball guy. But I feel your pain because if you ever say, ask me if I'm a White Sox fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll challenge you to get to the door before I can get to you. <laughs> totally thing. get it, man. Yeah. Between those and the Cardinals. But that's a whole other story. Oh, that's funny. So, so look, I, I love your story. We're going to go ahead and turn this into a two-parter. So we're going to go ahead and sign off. And then I really want to get into the heart of worship and and to really dig into your expertise and your love and your giftedness and your talent. What goes on on a Sunday? What does worship really mean to you? And what does God say about worship? So we'll go ahead and sign off and then we're going to come right back on. You people out there that are listening to us, we hope you're blessed by this. We're just going to do back to back. So when you go to the next one, I, I encourage you to, uh, to get to that next one as soon as it comes on. But uh, make sure that uh, you, you check that out as well. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, visit with Sean Struckmeyer. I know I did, Sean. Thanks for being here, oh, man. That's yeah, been good. I'm excited Love to go into number two here let's, shortly. Let's do it. Yeah, We're going to sit great. right here, sign off, and <laughs> sign right back on. Sounds like a plan. That's man. our deal. So uh, if you want more information about Abundant Life, uh, maybe take your next steps. Find out some more about the ministries or anything Abundant Life. Could be the food pantry, could be Ally, could be uh, Regen, anything that you want to find out. Just visit us at livingproof.co. And you could watch online, giving, anything you could find. Again, livingproof.co. For my guest, Sean Struckmeyer, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today on the Watching World Podcast. <laughs>